hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista along with Web Minister Nathan Jones and we are transmitting live from our various networks www.twave.tv, Facebook Live and Twitcasting and various networks. So we thank you for being part of our program today. We're very excited about today's program as we're going to continue making our way through the book of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 10, today we're going to be talking about strengthening and we all need to be strengthened in the Lord because we're living in perilous times. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. And uh, Zechariah is a wonderful book and we thank you, Lord, that it tells us so much about your first coming and your second. So we pray that you'll speak through it and grow all of us who are studying it. So we may grow in our relationship with you. In your precious and wonderful name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan Jones. Again, you're tuning into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at Zechariah chapter 10. Hey, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel La Ventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry, as well as some other sponsors. And of course, we would love for you to. Um, Get a hold of us if you're in need of prayer, 305-992-9537. If you find yourselves in the Hollandale Aventura area, we'd love for you to drop by and be part of our ministries. We're located at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, how are you? I'm doing well, brother. How are you? I am very excited and I'm very pumped up because... There was this incredible conference over the weekend at Landline Ministry, and we were blessed. Oh, that's great. You're always excited and pumped up, so I'm not sure how this is any different than you normally <laughs> are. But yes, uh, Landline Ministries held our annual Bible Prophecy Conference uh, the week of July 15th and 16th of 2016, and uh, it was great, man. It was just fantastic. We wanted the speakers and speak on the Millennial Kingdom, and so many of the messages had hope for the future. You know, in the last few years, we've covered some serious topics about where the nation's going morally and all, but this time we talked about the future and what God's plans have for us and how amazing those plans are. And brother, I'm just glad that Calvary Chapel Aventura could watch over live stream streaming and all those. We had about 4,400 people show up wow. on live streaming. Nathan, that is amazing. We thank the Lord for technology. When in our wildest stream did we think that we'll be able to do what we're doing today? Isn't that awesome? Oh, yeah. Man, so we can hold a radio interview when you're in Miami and I'm in Dallas and then we can immediately broadcast this over Facebook and uh, Twitter so the world can see and then we'll podcast them and, and yes if there's any time in history where the gospel message is going out just like Daniel 12 4 says that knowledge would increase and people would travel more and we're in that time period where travel has increased knowledge has increased and our ability to communicate God's gospel has increased as well amazing Nathan and Nathan thank you for sharing that and of course would you also be able, Nathan, to include maybe your contact information for those watching or listening and maybe the, how they can get a hold of the conference, Nathan, because there's still an opportunity to be part of that, right? It is. Uh, well, our contact information, of course, is www.lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org, which is our television show. Go to our website, right on the homepage there. It says Watch Archive. Got the conference listed there, and you'll be able to watch them all five presentations that were given on July 16th. Awesome. Nathan, thank you so much. And we're very excited because uh, uh, this was an incredible resource. And anyone watching or listening, listen, you want to order this material and also throw in book, uh, uh, throw in uh, Nathan's latest book. Nate, can you talk to us about that one real quick? 
Well, I wrote a, a co-wrote a book actually with Steve Howell, who's a pastor in Kansas, called Twelve Faith Journeys of the Minor Prophets. And it's about how each of us are challenged in our faith, and so were the minor prophets. They each had a challenge to their faith, and what they learned, and how they overcame it, and how that applies to us today. And so we can, you learn about faith, you learn about the minor prophets, and you learn Bible prophecy. So we try to put it all in there, and folks can uh, order that on our website at landlion.com, or on Amazon, or it's uh, available for both Kindle and Nook. Awesome. You know, Nathan, that is fantastic. Uh, you know what's exciting? Dr. Reagan said that this, right now, this book is like number one in Amazon. Isn't that cool? Well, it was number two in the category for Christian prophecy. Wow. Uh, there's been a lot of competition. I was amazed how many books have come out this summer. So there's a lot of competition. But hey, people want to make it number one again. <laughs> Order a copy if you like it. Uh, it'd be great if you could put your review of the book on Amazon. That helps it a lot. Helps yeah. other readers know what you like and didn't like about it. That's right. I'm going to make my way there, Nathan, to put, uh, to put that because, honestly, it's a great resource. So, again, just thank you, Nathan Jones, for sharing those wonderful resources. We thank those of you that are tuned in live. We see some of you there tuning live via our Facebook pages. We're transmitting live via our Calvary Aventura webpage on Facebook as well as uh, T-Wave.tv uh, Facebook page. So you guys can link there on either Calvary Aventura on Facebook or T-Wave.tv and give us your uh, comments as well for Nathan Jones and myself as we are in Zechariah chapter 10, 10 talking about strengthen. Nathan, this has been another incredible series. You and I have done a bunch of series. We did one in Daniel, Revelation, uh, Jude, and now we're in Zechariah. We're just going through biblical prophecy in a verse-by-verse -verse manner, making our way through books, and you've taken us through this incredible journey in the book of Zechariah. Last week, we covered chapter 9. Can you give us a brief overview, Nate, of chapter 9 as we get into chapter 10 of Zechariah? Sure. We're actually in the, by going into chapter 10, we're in the middle of a new section of Zechariah, which chapters 9 through 11 talk about the rejection of the Lamb. They're all first coming prophecies of Jesus Christ. Now, bear in mind that the Zechariah's writing 520 years before Jesus was even born. Wow. So this is amazing how as we go through 9, 10, and 11, they give us prophecies about Jesus' first coming and how he's filled them. And then the second part will be chapters 12, 13, and 14, and that is about the uh, Jesus' second coming, and that's the acceptance of the lion. So we've got the rejection of the lamb, and then the second part will be the acceptance of the lion. Jesus' second coming prophecies or he comes back to rule and to reign. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan Joseph. For those of you that are watching, those of you that have just tuned in, I want to encourage you, hey, grab your Bibles, follow along with us, get a pen, a piece of paper, be a student of biblical prophecy because these are just incredible chapters. So yes, Nate, please take us through chapter 10. This is exciting. Okay, Zechariah chapter 10. It's actually a kind of short, only 12 verses, but uh, why don't we tackle the first two? Absolutely. Ask the Lord for rain. In the time of the latter rain, the Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain, grass, in the field for everyone. For the idols speak delusion and deviers and vision lies and tell false dreams. They comfort in vain. Therefore, the people went their way like sheep. They are in trouble because there is no shepherd. Excellent. Nathan, I love this because you, you talk to us that this is what happens when uh, we begin to obey the Lord. So the, the book of Zechariah is actually a very encouraging book. And here uh, it says how the Lord, what, how he's going to bless his people and what he's going to do for them. Well, he's setting up the whole imagery of the shepherd. 
we've got the the shepherd that loves the flock and then we'll talk later about the worthless shepherd. so what he's always compared his people to are sheep that god is the shepherd and the israelites are the sheep and they need to be taken care of and there in the latter rains which is a term for the spring rains in israel that the lord will provide blessings there'll be grass for the sheep to eat there'll be plenty of rain and water but then he compares it to what he calls the idols the the miners the false dreams and that are given by these miners. in other words these are false shepherds and the false shepherds are criminals they're crooks they want to steal the sheep they want to eat the abuse the sheep and so, so God is making a comparison between him being the heavenly father who loves them and cares for them and these false gods that the Jewish people and frankly we do too to the Gentile people always run out absolutely you know Nathan that, that's a very good point because when we contrast uh, the good shepherd and the false shepherd we also notice that it's a great contrast. We, there's a man coming, his name is the Antichrist, right? And then you have Jesus Christ, who is the true shepherd. So we see throughout the Bible this contrast of those individuals that are truly seeking to bless God's people as opposed to those that are always coming to deceive God's people. Exactly. The worthless shepherd, like you said, is the Antichrist uh, in final form. But uh, in truth, is Satan. Uh, the people can choose either God or they can follow all these false religions, these idols, these cults. Those are all under Satan's umbrella. They're all deceptions. And that's what these false teachers do that work for Satan. They tell, uh, they give false visions, false dreams, false teachings. And so the people are like sheep. Now, my daughter works at a children's petting zoo. She yes. takes care of the animals and she feeds them. And sheep are just like that. They roam around kind of confused. They're not the brightest of creatures. No, no. They don't have much defenses, although I was surprised the male ones are called the rams, and they do like the butt heads a lot. And <laughs> she just grabs them by the horns and flips them down whenever they try to attack her. But uh, the sheep are, are pretty lost. They need a shepherd. They need a, a, a dog, a sheep dog to pen them up, and they also need a shepherd to take care of them. But the false shepherds, the worthless shepherds, Satan, doesn't want the people taken care of. He hates the people. Yeah. He hates the people because they bear the image of God. And God has given us promises of blessings that Satan hates us for. So the false shepherd wants the sheep dead. But when we run after our own lusts, when we run after our own sin, sins, we end up fall, falling for the teachings of the false shepherd. And that's how the people of Israel continually continually fell into that trap. Excellent point. And Nathan, and the Bible tells us in Peter that Satan goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And in a sense, we are uh, God's sheep in a sense. But the Lord is there to protect us in times of danger. And sad to say, but today there's a lot of uh, false uh, shepherds, uh, false teachers, those that are not taking care of God's people, those that are predicting all this silly nonsense. But yet there's still good shepherds out there that are taking care of God's flock. But it seems, Nathan, that we seem to have a lot more wolves popping up now than good shepherds. <laughs> yeah, you don't put the lion in charge of the sheep. You don't put the wolf. <laughs> you don't put predators in charge of the sheep. Just like you wouldn't put a child molester in charge of a daycare center. No. And that's what we do when we, we reject God. We put the child molester in charge of the daycare center. We put false teachers who are going to lead us astray and lead us to hell because we have, don't know the truth anymore. We don't cling to Jesus Christ who has died for our sins. And so this is what's happening to the Jewish people. Of course, in Zechariah's time, they, they had learned their lesson by being in exile for 50 to 70 years. So this is the first group back, so it's been 50 years, but... 
by the time they finish building the temple, it'll be 70 years, just like was prophesied in Daniel. And so here they are. They they are constantly running against this this sin nature, the human desire to chase after their own lust, to chase after other yes. gods who allow them to do whatever they want to do and not follow God's moral law. And that leads to people who wend their way like sheep, as verse 2 says. Nathan, that's why verse 3, I like verse 3 because it says, you know, my anger is kindled against the shepherds. In other words, just like Ezekiel, right, Nathan, there comes a time where God is going to be a righteous God if we don't rightly represent him and take care of his people. Exactly. And the pastors today are the shepherds. We have a huge responsibility. Yes. Brother, you're a pastor of a church. I'm yes. just an evangelist, but you're a pastor. That you have double the responsibility right. and double the accountability when you go before God one day. Yeah. And so if you're not a good shepherd, if, you know, these false pastors out there who, I, I'll name names, Brian McLaren. I mean, he just, he doesn't yeah. even teach the Bible anymore. Rob Bell, he's so lost and so confused. Uh, Joel Osteen, who, who doesn't seem to know more about the Bible than, hey, God's got the best for you. I, these are false teachers, false leaders, because yes. they're not shepherding the people to God's truth and to God's salvation. That's where they need to be shepherded. But verse 3 through yep. 5, uh, let's go, since you brought that up, let's go ahead and read that. Uh, My anger is kindled against the shepherds, and I will punish the goat herds, for the Lord of hosts will visit his flock, the house of Judah. And will make them as his royal horse in the battle. For him comes the cornerstone, from him tent peg, from him the battle bow, from him every ruler together. They shall be like mighty men who tread down their enemies in the mire of the streets in the battle. They shall fight because the Lord is with them, and the riders of the horses shall be put to shame. Woo! That's a powerful passage. You know, Nathan, like you said, there is a great responsibility uh, when we're talking about shepherding God's people. And, you know, people take that role of shepherding, pastoring very lightly. There's a lot of people today, oh, yes, I want to be a pastor. And you hear them saying it. But oftentimes it's for the wrong reasons. And that's a great responsibility. As a matter of fact, Nathan, uh, I, I pastor with fear and trembling because <laughs> the Bible says in James 3, uh, verse 1, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that, uh, we shall receive a stricter judgment. So, Nathan, you and I, we take our teaching very seriously here when it comes to biblical prophecy, when it comes to the Word of God, and we try to go in a verse-by-verse -verse manner to make sure that we're accurately dividing the Word of truth. I agree. I, I worry every time I teach that I might accidentally slip up and mispronounce or say the wrong thing because I don't want to lead anyone astray from what the Bible teaches, 100% what the Bible teaches. And that's very important because the Bible is the foundation of our lives. Yes. It tells us who God is and His Son, Jesus Christ. It reveals God's plan of redemption and salvation. Mm. And without it, we are destined to go to hell as punishment for our sins. Yes. So it's very important that the Bible is taught correctly. You know, Nathan, that's why I appreciate uh, your love for that God's Word, but also, uh, you know, we're very careful. And I remember uh, one time a few, a few weeks back, we were talking about... Um, going through Zechariah and talking about certain chapters, and I, I was looking at certain uh, aspects of it in chapter 3. We were talking about the two witnesses, and uh, and you made it very clear. You know what, Vic? Uh, I take it very clearly that if the Bible doesn't mention names, neither will I, but we can generally say this is what we believe or think because we can't start inserting things there uh, that are not there, and that's what we're finding today with a lot of Bible prophecy teachers. They're inserting things uh, to make it a fun and and. And, and sort of like exciting for people and so that people could gravitate to their teachings.
But a lot of times they take things out of context and I'm reminded of the, the whole four blood moons. Remember Nate? And, and, and all that. And we were saying to people, you know, be careful, but people sometimes don't want to listen. Now, the term to the sensationalist, and we're in the society, hey, man, we like good movies, That's good right. uh, stories, and, and there's a lot of teaching in Bible prophecy today where people are looking beyond the stories that are in the Bible and trying to find the hidden stories or the conspiracy <laughs> stories or the codes, you know, some extra meaning, like the Bible is not enough for them or something. And then they start developing whole theologies based on you know, two or three references to Nephilim or uh, right. hidden cities, or, or Babylon rising, or, or the Illuminati, or aliens, or... Man, there was a whole conference in Colorado recently that was just about sensationalist Bible prophecy. It's yeah. not as if the Bible is just too dull or something, or that they're so upset that they can't find enough Bible prophecy in the Bible when almost a third of the Bible is prophecy. It's, pro it's just not enough. They, they need more. And by spending all this time outside of the Bible, chasing UFOs and nothing <laughs> and things like that, they're missing what the Bible teaches. Yes. What the Bible teaches. Good point. And we have some of you tuned in via live there, Facebook and our previous pages, and you're blogging there regarding uh, the grace preaching, the prosperity uh, preaching, the prosperity gospel, Nate. And, and it's sad, right? It's really sad what has happened uh, to uh, the Bible and the teaching of, of Bible prophecy because it's just been so twisted. But yet here the Bible tells us in Zechariah chapter 10 verse 3 how God feels about that Nathan and that's a strong he says my anger sometimes people don't think of God getting angry right Nathan but he does it's a righteous anger right well look at the shepherd the shepherd has a sheep he takes care of his sheep you know when a wolf or a lion comes up he doesn't just go eh whatever <laughs> no he gets up he gets mad he takes his staff he chases the wolf off he uses his sling and, and he'll even attack the lion we read how King David had to attack both the lion and the bear to protect his sheep. So, I mean, they get mad. And God wants to protect his children. We are his children. The Israelites at that time were his children. And, and those who are saved are his children. He wants to protect us. And God gets mad when false teachers come in and try to lead his sheep away. Mm. And there's a terrible punishment for people, these false teachers and false prophets. And, you know, as you and I studied in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, that Jesus said in the last days there would be a proliferation of false prophets and false teachers trying to pull people away from the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And brother, we live in that time period and that's happening today. You know, Nathan, and it reminds you what Paul said to the early believers in Acts chapter 20. He made it clear for them to, in verse 28, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God which is purchased with his own blood. And he goes on to say, Nathan, there in Acts 20, verse 29, For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flocks. And he says, savage, Nathan. That's that's pretty fierce. <laughs> that, that is pretty fierce. And it's great, too, because as we read through eight, uh, 6 through 8, how the Lord won't just protect his sheep, but he will strengthen their ability to defend themselves. Mm. Says, I will strengthen the house of Judah. I will save the house of Joseph. I will bring them back because I have mercy on them. They shall be as though I have not cast them aside. 
For I am the Lord their God, and I will hear them. Those of Ephraim shall be like a mighty man, and their hearts shall rejoice as with wine. Yes, their children shall see it and be glad. Their hearts shall rejoice in the Lord, and I will whistle for them and gather them, and I will redeem them. And they shall increase peace as they once increased. Man, I love that. You know, Nathan, as I was reading the passage, I can just think that whistling, right? And he says... <laughs> He whistled, he's calling his people, he's going to strengthen them, and that's why uh, we titled our message today, Strengthen. And there's people watching on the other side, right, Nate, that they're really going through difficulties, and they, they need the strengthening of the Lord, and that's why we're here to offer you guys hope. God loves you, he has a plan for your life. Uh, when you're weak, he is strong, and be strengthened in his word. And Nathan, that's encouraging, right? That's very encouraging, because God wants us to live with him forever in heaven. He doesn't want us pulled away by false teachers and false pastors. He wants us to be with him. Here, uh, particularly, the target audience is the Jewish people, how he regathered them yes. back from Babylon, a remnant, and uh, they would be in the land another almost 600 years before, again, they rejected the Messiah and they're cast out. But we're now living in a time where the Jewish people, again, a second time, as Isaiah 11 says, are regathered back into the land of Israel. And God will make, has made them strong. They have one of the most powerful militaries yes. in the world, the IDF. And he will make them even stronger as he, they become a, believe it or not, a superpower. As we read in Bible prophecy, mm -hmm. that they will end up consuming the nations around them. And they will have the land that God has promised them, from the Nile River up to the Euphrates. That includes all the oil and gas that can be found in those areas and the natural resources. Yes. The world is trying to destroy Israel, but it never will happen because God has prophesied that's right. that once he regathers them a second time, he will make them great and powerful, and that's exactly what he's doing now. Mm. Nathan, I love that, and you made a great point, and we see one of the greatest miracles has been the regathering of God's people, right, Nathan, in, in our time? It is. It's one of the most prolific of the uh, prophecies in the Old Testament, along with the coming of Jesus, the Messiah. And so we're seeing that today, brother. We are living in a time where we can actually see the prophecy being fulfilled. Wow. And when the Jews are returning to land, there's about six of the 12 million who are back in the land. The world will focus its attention on destroying them. And certainly the UN seems to exist only to, to talk and, uh, down about Israel and, and constantly make resolutions against them. Eventually a one world leader will come, an Antichrist, and he will try to annihilate them just like Hitler did. And then Jesus will return, and a remnant of them will accept Jesus as Savior, as Messiah, and will go on into the Millennial Kingdom. So we're seeing all that happening right before our eyes this very day. Absolutely. And so for those of you on the other end, you need to continue to pray for Israel, this little tiny piece of real estate. Yet the Bible prophesied how the whole world is going to come against it, but God's hand is always upon the Jewish people. He is not through with them. And like I will say... Um, uh, Rabbi Dr. Reagan now, right, Nathan? No, <laughs> he has a love for the Jewish people, and, uh, and people clearly see that. We also need to pray for them. We do, we do, because the, God has a great future plan for us as the church, but he also hasn't forgotten the Jewish people. That's right. I don't believe in replacement theology. No. The church might uh, be the focus of God now, but he's never given up on the Jewish people, and we're living to see that. I think if anyone is into replacement theology, is not seeing the big picture here. The Jewish people returning the land. What nation revives after 2,000 years? It's not an aberration. We don't see the Hittites returning or the Incans or the Mayans, but we see Israel return, the, the nation yes. of the Bible. And that should tell us something, that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Woo, praise the Lord. Nathan, you mentioned replacement theology. And again, it's part, part of the false, erroneous teaching and sad to say 
uh, uh, there's a lot of that going on. People just are not reading the scripture clearly. The Bible tells us in Romans 11 and otherwise, God is not through with the Jewish people. His plan is still at work. That clock is still ticking, Nathan, right? <laughs> yeah. All we've got sins for as we read the rest of the chapter. He says, I will sow them among the peoples, and they shall remember me in far countries. They shall live together with their children, and they shall return. Ooh. I will also bring them back from the land of Egypt and gather them from Assyria. I will bring them into the land of Gilead and Lebanon until no more room is found for them. And he shall pass through the sea with affliction and strike the waves of the sea. All the depths of the river shall dry up when the pride of Assyria shall be brought down and the scepter of Egypt shall depart. So I will strengthen them in the Lord and they shall walk up and down in his name, says the Lord. What a beautiful passage, Nathan. Strengthen in the Lord. And I, I mean, I, I just think this is such an encouraging passage. I don't know where people... Get the Bible prophecy is not encouraging. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I think they're reading. I'm sure there's lots of gloom and doom when it right. comes to God's judgment, but that's for God's enemies. If you're not God's enemies, Bible prophecy is amazing and hopeful and promising. But if you're one of God's enemies, Bible prophecy should terrify you. Absolutely. So, Nathan, how can someone become a friend of God? Maybe they are on the other side. Maybe technically they don't know Jesus, and in a sense they are their enemy. But how can that turn to be turned around, Nathan, even right now? Well, God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him yes. shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16, the, the basis of the gospel message, the good news that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for your sins so that when you put your faith and trust in him and make him Lord of your life, you will be saved. And therefore, your sins will be forgiven. They will go to Jesus Christ who has suffered on your behalf and then you can be a child of God. You can inherit those promises, and you can have the hope of eternal life with Him. Wow. Thank you so much, Nathan. And we always want to encourage you on the other end that if you have not trusted in Christ, this is the moment, as Nathan just led you into a very simple prayer and how that can be accomplished. And maybe you have trusted Christ. We would love to hear from you, whether you're watching us live there on our Facebook pages, on twave.tv or Calvary Aventura or The Truth Will Set You Free or T-Wave. We would love for you to let us know so that we can give you more information that you started that relationship with Jesus Christ so that you can recognize you are not alone. God has a wonderful plan for you. God will strengthen you the same way that God has a plan for the, for the Jewish people. He also has a plan for us, the Gentiles, and is found in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, Nathan, again, this is just, I love the last verse. So I will strengthen them in the Lord. And they shall walk up and down in his name, says the Lord. And, and that's the name that we come to trust, right, Nathan? The name of Jesus. That is. It's the foundation of our, our life, man. God is the creator. He created us. He doesn't want us to lose us to our own sin. He wants us to be forgiven, reconciled with the Father, so that we can stand before God one day and live with him forever. And that's the whole plan of redemption. Yes. So God may be glorified and live with his creation forever and ever. And brother, I'm excited about that because it means that we're just starting the baby steps of the real eternality of our lives. You know, Nathan, and, and that's why for those of you, I know we're coming up to the end of our program and we want to encourage you, uh, again, continue uh, to spend time with him that gave his life for you, Jesus Christ. 
And again, we want to encourage you to grow in His grace. We want to encourage you to continue to read through the Word of God in Zechariah 11 and on. And you are going to be so encouraged because God has a wonderful plan for your lives. Nathan Jones, thank you so much for opening up this incredible scripture to us. It's always an incredible joy to have you on the program. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, brother. I'm great. Just so pleased you have these studies. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And again, for those of you that are tuned in, uh, we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but Lord willing, we will be back uh, in the following weeks as we continue to make our way through the book of Zechariah. And again, remember, our lines will be open. The local number is 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463. And again, if you're in need of prayer, uh, get a hold of us, reach out to us, and we would love to be able to uh, uh, pray uh, for you and pray with you. And we hope you have an incredible week. And remember, keep your eyes on Jesus. He is coming back very, very soon. And we believe uh, we've seen those signs of the times uh, everywhere. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. So Vic and David Joe saying goodbye to you and have an incredible week.